Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. I want to ask you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 3, sorry, chapter 6. And I want to preach tonight a message that's on my heart. And you know, sometimes when you're, when you're preaching, you are praying and you're saying, Lord, what do you want me to speak? And you're looking for uh, the Lord to tell you what you want to speak on. And, and then sometimes a series will come along. And then sometimes uh, um, a situation will happen in the world uh, for current events. And you'll preach on that. Or sometimes something happens personal. And I want to I kind of preach a personal message tonight um, and talk about something that happened this week that I can tie in. And I ask that I'm glad to see the teenagers here and and we're going to believe God to fill this whole entire front row this year of teenagers. Amen. New teenagers, too. New converts. New people. And I hope that after this message, we've got another fire in our, in our, in our system, in our, in our souls to go reach the lost and get people saved. Um, but I want to read Romans 6.23, if you've got your Bibles there. Uh, very known verse. And uh, we'll talk about this tonight. For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And you can leave that verse up for just a moment. Father, we come to you and thank you for the opportunity to be in church tonight. We thank you for the privilege to be in the house of God. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you and glorify you and to preach your word and to let your word go forth and touch people's hearts Lord, some are watching online that are traveling. Some are watching online because they're too lazy to get to church. Some of them are watching online because they're working. Some of them are watching online delayed at another time. But tonight, Lord, you're speaking to us in this congregation, and you've got a word for us that will grab our attention to help us to realize how life is short, how heaven is real, and how hell is real, Father. And we ask you to speak to us on this last Wednesday night and let this this message bring forth much fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I see in this verse options. I see two choices. And I see the picture of everyone's life. How many know there's only two places we go when we die? You can go to heaven or you can go to hell. You don't get to choose that you don't want to go anywhere, but you get to choose if you want to go to heaven or you want to go to hell. He says, if you want to sin and you want to live in your sin and you want to uh, go your way and do your thing, then the wages or the payment of your sin is what? Death. But he says, but, and I love how he says, but the gift of God is eternal life. So I love how the Bible shows the reality of the bad, but says, but why would you choose that? Why would you die? Why would you want to pay for your sin when you can have eternal life in heaven? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so they, we have a choice, and, and you're going, Pastor, we know that. But do we think about it enough is the question. And I want to I put the title up tonight, and it's right out of that verse, The Wages of Sin is death. So if you're taking notes, that's the title. The wages of sin is death. So you, if you've been around this church for very long, you, you hear testimonies, you hear uh, things that I say as the pastor, parts of my life. And uh, I've mentioned many times over the years, 
And I'm not going to mention a name tonight because of uh, respect for the family um, of this friend that I'm going to talk about. Because it's possible that his mom could be watching. His mom um, is a believer and, and loves the Lord. And so I don't want to say the name or anything, but you'll know who I'm talking about. But I want to use this example because I got some news this week, and I, and I thought, I've got to preach about this. I know it's just after Christmas, and this is kind of a strong message, but uh, I, I'm, I'm taking advantage of what happened. So this, this family... Um, the story, sorry, that I've told many times over the years. You've heard me say when I got saved, I left basketball. The Lord called me to preach, called me to leave my dream of playing basketball in college. I did that, and, and one of my best friends in high school, again, who I'm not going to say his name tonight for the respect of the family um, and somebody that could be watching, he told me, you're an idiot. Blake, you're an idiot. You're, you're dumb. You're, why would you do that? He was my biggest cheerleader. You've heard me say that many times. He, he said, this is just a phase. You've heard me say that. In different times I've testified about that situation. And I've said that this phase that he thought that I was going into is now 30 years long. It's a long phase. How many phase, no phases don't last 30 years? So my phase is 30 years, and, and his phase has been 30 years. And, and, and I chose to go the way of eternal life with Jesus Christ, and he chose to go the way of death. And he chose the way to go the way of sin. And, and I got the news this week that on, on Monday, someone in, in, in uh, messaged me who was his, um, not wife, baby's mama, um, from when we had just graduated high school and, and they had a kid together. And she said, have you heard the news and I, about Donnie? Oops, I just said his name. I, no last name. No, that's the worst thing when you're telling a story. Amen. <laughs> Um, have you heard the news about him? Okay. Can't edit that out either. Oh, well. I'm trying to, I, to be respectful. And so I said, no, I haven't. So find out that he's died of a heart attack. 50 years old, on a bus, on his way to his mother's house to celebrate Christmas. That's a bad day to lose a loved one. Amen. And so then I immediately reached out to his mom who I used to call mom growing up, and we spent each other's lives that before the fellowship and before we had the great uh, wisdom of not spending the night at each other's houses. I lived at his house. He lived at my house. You may have grown up like that and had friends, and we were, I was either sleeping at his house or he was sleeping at mine. We were inseparable. We were great best friends all through high school. Um, and, and so I immediately messaged her and said, what happened? She said he was on his way here and, and, uh, and, and died on the bus. But I want you to know tonight that, unfortunately, I say this with all sadness but all truth, that my friend split hell wide open when he died. The, we, I, I, went, I went to begin to look at his Facebook and, and to, to just see some pictures. You know, you, you hear the news of, he was in my wedding. You hear the news of someone who's lost and, you think, man, I just want to go reminisce, and I went to his page to try to see some pictures just to, you know, just to remember and reminisce, and, and it was nothing but garbage, nothing but trash, nothing but perversion, nothing but darkness and heavy metal, and I mean, it's just, it just makes me sick to see what I saw on his page, and, and this has been the last 30 years, and, and just to see that, that, that he died that way, and, and I, I want to put up a picture it's not going to be his because, again, I'm respecting the family. But I, I want teenagers to, to see this tonight. I want, and don't put it up quite yet. 
I want, I want people to understand what sin looks like. I would like, and I'm not going to do it out of respect, I would like to put his picture up. I'd like to show you a picture of what he looked like the last time I saw him, 30, 28 years ago or whatever. My wife was with me. We went to see him. She knew he was one of my best friends in high school, and he was with this, this woman who's, thank God, has gone a different direction in her life, and she's not with him, and found a good husband that raised her, the son, and she's doing well, and I reached out to her. She was the one that reached out to me, and she's doing well, thank God. But I want you to see, I would want you to see this personal picture, but I'm going to put up a picture from the website, just, just any old Google website, to show you what sin looks like in another person that I don't know. This is on a public website, so I'm not defaming anybody. But go ahead and put that picture up because I would like to show you his, but I'm not going to do that. Can you make it any bigger? Make it as big as you can. That's as big as it gets. The guy on the left is just a guy, and this is a page that says um, Addiction Center, 10 Worst Meth Transformations. And you can kind of see what the guy looks like on the left. I wish we could have had a better picture. But anyways, the idea is that the left side is what God wants us to look like and the right side is what the devil wants us to look like. And, and what happened, when we say the weight, you can take it down, the wages of sin is death, is we don't understand how, how, how bad death looks. And we don't understand how ugly sin is. I, want, I, I have it in my phone, and I will show it to anybody that wants to see it because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm talking about a very good friend of mine. So, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not mentioning his last name. I'm not, no one knows who I'm talking about except them, those people if they're watching, and I hope that they get touched by this if they are. But I honestly went and looked today on the screen and computer for, for those before and afters, and I couldn't find one as bad as his. I was trying to find one. I thought there's not a picture on the website that is worse than my friend's picture of today before he died. And if you were to see what he looked like when he wasn't totally lost in sin and to see what he looked like when he died, it's like death warmed over. And I've got it in my phone. I'll show it to anybody that wants to see it because I, 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 we, and I, like, again, I out of respect, I'm not going to put his picture up here. But I just wanted you to get an idea. How many are following me? Of where the devil wants to take you. The next verse I have in, in my spirit is John 10.10. 10. I sent it out, I think, yesterday. The thief doesn't come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay? The devil's not playing games, teenagers. The devil's not playing games, adults. The, the things that the devil puts out in front of us are not just to trip us up and, and to make us have a little bit of pain. His, his plan is for us to rot in hell with him. That's his plan. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you. That's his plan. And, and, and that should help us tonight as, as people living in the grace of God be so thankful that we're saved. And be so thankful that we're not where, where the devil would like us to be tonight. And we don't look like the devil would like us to look tonight. Because when you see some of these people, you see what sin does to their life. You see somebody like myself, and it's not about just appearance, but someone like me who answered the call of God and, and said, I'm going to do something that's going to last for eternity. I'm going to think about other people. I'm going to give up my desires and go do what God wants. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do God's will. And you look at someone else who's selfish and self-indulging and only wants to get high, and only wants to have pleasure, and only wants to party, and, 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 and wants to, without even realizing it, absolutely destroy their lives. 
destroy their lives. And, and it, it's just so sad tonight to, to, to that not just to be some person, because we all have friends like this. We all have neighbors like this. We all have family members, unfortunately, like this, that, that tonight are, are on their way to hell, and, and they're not understanding that the, the, the temptations that the devil is putting in front of them are not something, again, just to trip them up. His plan is death. His plan is to steal and to kill and to destroy. But here we go again. People go, oh, God's not a God of love. Look what he does. He puts out the truth. And then he says, but I have come that they may have life. I have come that they would have it more abundantly. So we see the gospel in, 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 the, in the word of God. And, and we see God's. and I'm going to get into this in a moment here, and it's going to sound crazy, but did you know that hell is God's greatest picture of love? It truly is. Hell is a picture of love, and I know that sounds crazy. You know why? Because God loves us so much that he lets us choose where we want to go. He could have made us as human beings to say, you know, whether you love me or not, you're going to go to heaven. Or whether you love me or not, you're going to go to hell. But he gave us a choice. He laid out before us a choice. And and he says, "You, you can let the thief come in and steal and kill and destroy or you can have abundant life. And that abundant life comes from making good choices, making the right choices. You know, maybe this is a great message for the last Wednesday of 2022 because coming to church on a Wednesday night is a great choice. Amen? And, and I hate to say this, and I've even reached out to some people this week uh, that, are, that are part of our church. They say they come to our church, but I haven't seen them for a really long time. And it's not just one couple or one person. And, and I tell them over and over again, if you're not going to come to our church, go somewhere. Go to church. Oh, VWO is our church. And I say to them, well, if you treated the things that you do in your life, like your job and your kids' hobbies, like you do church, it wouldn't fly. Amen. So, church, we've, we've got to understand that you're here by a very good choice tonight. And if you came because you wanted to, you're even better in a better place. If you came because someone made you come, just be thankful they made you come. Amen. Because the truth is, church, we are blessed to be alive. We're blessed to be saved. We're blessed to have a Savior that loves us and has given us a choice to have abundant life. But we need to understand that we have a devil, an adversary, who hates our guts. And is not playing games. And a lot of the people, not just in our church, but in lots of churches around the world, are playing games with their walk with the Lord. And they think they've got it together. They think they're good. And again, I hope they're watching tonight. Get your behind in church. Can I get an amen? Get in church. I wish all of y'all could just turn around and look at the camera and tell them with me. Get in church activities are always going to be there. Situations, I'm not talking to people who are on vacation tonight. I'm not talking on people who are visiting their family from Christmas. I'm talking about people who every time they make the decision, I'm going to go to church, something comes up, and it don't take much. And then you miss another service, and then you miss another service, and then you miss another service. And then all of a sudden you're out there, and now you don't even respond to the texts or the calls. 
I mean, you don't have enough love for your pastor to at least, if you're watching, answer my texts and say, you know what? I'm tired of you texting me, pastor. Stop caring. At least answer the text. At least answer the phone call. At least have the decency to do that. Tell me, flip off, whatever. I don't care. Just give me an answer. Amen. I just want an answer. I want to know you, you're alive because I care about you. How many are with me? Because that picture of my friend is where God, the devil wants to take every person I'm talking about. And if you're not staying faithful to church and you're not staying faithful to the fellowship of gathering together, you're in danger. Church, we're in danger being here. The devil's lurking at every corner. He's, he's devising. You know, people tonight in prison, all they do is think about what they're going to do when they get out. And it's not good thoughts most of the time. How they're going to make money, how they're going to, you know, rob somebody. How they, The devil, all he does all the time is think, how can I trip up a good, strong, believing Christian? How can I, as I call them, how can I get myself a trophy? So I'm saying this because this man is lost and like I said, unfortunately, has split hell wide open. And I want to let everybody know, especially teenagers, if you have friends that tell you, because I heard this man tell me this, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to celebrate in hell. We're going to have a great rock concert in hell. It's going to be a party in hell. That's the lot, biggest lie that's ever been told in the history of the world. There's no party in hell. Zero partying. It's forever, and I'm going to get to that in a second. But I say that with assurance and, and, and sadness that my friend split hell wide open. I promise you that. Does God have grace? Yes. But I, from what I know from his life, he split hell wide open. And he's probably proud of it. I don't think he's proud of it tonight. But he was while he was living. And I reached out to that friend, just like you have, and you should continue to do. And I sent him messages, and I told him about Jesus. And I, you know what? I'm going to be honest. When we, when, we were, when we were partying together and stuff, if, and you know my testament, before I got really saved, we went to church together. And he went to church with me. But when I got saved, I told him I had a real encounter with Jesus. And I said, the way I lived during high school is not the right way to live. And I repented of all those things, and I told him it was wrong. And he had every opportunity to follow me as I follow Christ. But he said, I want to go follow the world. And church, tonight, how many know lots of people are doing that? Lots of people are choosing to follow the world. Lots of people are choosing to take that next hit, to take that next drink, to get that next relationship, to do that next thing that pleases them. But I want you to, talk, I want you to listen tonight for just a second. And I, I'm not going to preach a whole message on this, but let me tell you a few things about hell. It's a place of the souls of the wicked. It's a place of a fiery furnace. It's a place of an unquenchable fire. It's a place of, and these are all biblical verses, it's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a place of no rest. It's a place of condemnation. That's why when you read that verse, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You should shout hallelujah. Because we're, we're not condemned tonight. But it's a place of condemnation. It's a place of destruction. It's a place of separation from God. And it is a place of utter darkness and a place of eternal suffering. Church, that's the place that the devil wants every single one of us to spend eternity. 
And that's the place he wants your loved ones to spend eternity. That's the place he wants your neighbor to spend eternity, your coworker to spend eternity. And church, we've got to understand the devil's not playing games. We can't play games. We've got to get people saved. And we've got to tell people about the Lord, but we also have to realize at the end of the day, some of them, and unfortunately a lot of them, are going to make stupid choices. And they're going to choose to go the wrong way. Amen? Now, here's why I say this thing about love, hell being a picture of its love. Because love cannot be forced. Love has to be chosen. It has to be accepted by both parties. See, my friend knew about the love of Jesus, but he denied it. He, he didn't accept the love. One party can, cannot force the other to love them. I can't force God to love me, and God can't force me to love him. I have to choose to love God. God chose to love me. How many know he's already chosen? God has given us free will with the hope that we will choose him and experience the depth of his love that we can't even fathom. But the problem is, church, is too many times we choose something else. When somebody rejects God's offer, the most loving thing for God to do, listen, is let them go. Sounds crazy, but that's love. You make your choice. You've heard it growing up from your parents. You made the bed, lie in it. We, we're, there's nobody in this world tonight that is going to be in heaven or hell because they don't want to be. They're going to be exactly where they want to be. Now, there, there's not too many people that are, that are not regretting to get out. But then it's over. It's too late. Let them live a life. He let, lets them live a life apart from him. And so that's why I say that his love, letting us go to hell is his greatest love because he, he, in his love, he would love to keep us out. But he gives us a choice. Do you understand tonight that every person that goes to hell chooses to go there? Amen? Jesus said, and I sent this to a friend of mine today about just a different subject. He says, I'm the resurrection and I'm the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, he shall live. Okay, listen to that scripture again. He who believes in me, he says, I'm the resurrection and I'm the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, he shall live. So he says, if you believe that I'm the resurrection and the life, when you die, you will live. And if I choose to believe, then I will live. But he says that same thing to everybody in the world, and the world has to say, I believe or I don't believe. And tonight, many, many people don't believe. And so God says, okay, you have rejected my plan for you, which is life. Now, if you're taking notes, especially teenagers, write this down and write it big capital letters. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. Everything you say Everything you do is written down. Okay? That same verse says, whatever you sow, you will reap. Amen? So if the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, that means that, again, he's looking at every corner. He's looking at the areas in your life where he sees an opportunity to come in. 
He, he looks at a place where you might not be doing on purpose, but you're out, of, you're out of contact with the Holy Spirit. You're not reading your word. You're not around brothers and sisters who believe the same thing. You're not strengthening your faith. And he's looking at that opportunity to come in and tempt you when you're weak. The devil, listen closely, the devil's not going to try to tempt you when you're strong. Because he'll lose. You, you might say, well, he tempted Jesus when he was strong. Well, he thought he was weak, but he didn't understand the power of fasting. He thought he was getting Jesus at his weakest point, and he didn't understand the power of fasting. That's how the devil not the smart one, okay, just to be nice. He tested Jesus at his strongest moments, thinking it was his weakest. But the devil's not going to attack us when we're strong. He's going to wait until we're weak. How do we keep the devil from attacking us? What's common sense? Don't be weak. Stay strong. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. Stay in church. Stay in worship. Stay in fellowship. And then you won't be weak. And then the devil will, will say, you know what? I'm not going to go lose that battle. I'm going to go find because there's always going to be somebody that's weak. Right? Always going to go after the weakest link. Don't be the weakest link. James chapter 1 talks about this, verse 12, and says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved... He will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised. How many love Jesus' promises to those who love him? Let me read that again. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to him, to, sorry, to those who love him. Now watch this. Let no one say when they are tempted, I am tempted by God. God does not tempt us. You ever feel tempted to do something? It's Satan. He says, For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Make, make that clear. God will allow you to be tested, but he will not tempt you. Now, this is the key verse right here. But each one, say each one, say that's me, I'm each one, is when is tempted is drawn away by, and leave this up for a second, by his own desires. This is where we got to win the battle. Because let me tell you something. The devil has studied you. And he knows what your weaknesses are. He can't come at me with alcohol. He can't come at me with drugs. I don't have a problem with those things and never did. He's not going to come at you and hit you with an area that you don't struggle in. He knows you. God knows you and he knows you better, but the devil has studied you and he's got demons working and he knows your weakness. And it says each one, when they're tempted, what he wants to do is draw them away. You know what he wants to draw you away from? The presence of the Lord. He wants to draw you away from the fellowship of believers. He wants you to draw away from his word. He wants, you to draw, wants to draw you away from prayer. Oh, that's, that's what he's, he's, come on. And he's putting that carrot out before you. And, and he knows what, how to get you. 
Am I right tonight that every single one of us have at least one thing that is a weakness in our life? Yes, all of us. And it's a vast majority or vast array of different things for different people. But Satan knows what your temptation is. And he's going to come at that and he's going to draw you. And, he's, and he, you got to realize, ch church, we have to respect our enemy. Because he's been around about 6,000 years longer than us. And that's just earth time. And he does not respect you. Do you realize that tonight? If he doesn't respect God, you think he respects you? He doesn't even respect God. So he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about who you are. He doesn't care about who you know. He just, he just wants to come at you and he wants to get you. And so it says you'd be drawn away. And then this is what happens. And this is where many people are today, saved and unsaved. The unsaved just get more unsaved. My friend for 30 years, all he did was just continue to head in the wrong direction. And I don't know, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen him for a long time. I told you I've sent messages and different times he would change the subject. I always think about him. You think about your friends, don't you? Don't you think about close friends you grew up with? Don't you think about those people sometimes and wonder where they're at? Or if you know where they're at, you wonder, wish they were saved. But he just continued to walk towards where he wanted to go and where the devil was leading him. And he just continued to be pulled away. And then this is what happens. The next verse, watch this. And when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Amen? I know this is a good message because you can hear a pin drop in here tonight. Amen? This is the picture of our lives. And every single person in this world today is going one direction or another. We're either going towards the cross or we're going away from the cross. And that's our choice. Amen? But I want you to know that the devil is ugly. And sin is ugly. And it's not what Hollywood makes it look like. And it's we can't even, you know, if, if anybody ever even tried to do a movie about hell, you notice a lot of people haven't, Christians haven't tried because it would be impossible to even try to make the play. I mean, the best thing you could do possibly is just put an hour and a half of darkness. That's pretty much the best thing you could do. You ever been in absolute, total darkness? I know some people have told me they've gone into caves, different places where, the darkness was so dark that, I mean, you, you, when, you, when you're in a dark place, your eyes can adjust a little bit to, and your eyes will kind of begin to see something. When you're in absolute darkness, no matter how long you keep your eyes open, there's no adjustment because there's nothing to adjust to. That would be the best picture of hell. And, and that's without the fire, the loneliness, and all the other things I mentioned. That's where the devil is going to spend eternity, and that's where he wants every human being to go. The wages of sin is death. Now, we all have a decision to make. Can you say amen? And I want to end with Deuteronomy 30. 
and I'll probably mention this a few times during January, because this is so key to having a good year. I, God says, I have set before you today life. How many want life this, tonight? How many smart people do I have in here? Does any of you want death? Because if you do, if you want death, you can have it. If you could just raise your hand and say, I want death, you'll get it. You're, you're going to get what you want. And at the end of the days, everybody's going to get what they want. God's a fair God. Everybody's going to get what they want. He, there's not going to be anybody in hell that didn't want to be there. And there's not going to be anyone in heaven that got there accidentally. Everybody's going to end up right where they wanted to be. Do you think that's fair? It's fair. And that's the truth. So he says, I've set before you today life and good and death and evil. They're there. They're everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's there. And then watch this. Watch what it says. And I command you today to love your Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, his statutes, that's his word, his judgments, that you would live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you. See, people tonight, instead of being blessed by God, are cursed by Satan. Why in the world would you choose to be cursed by Satan when you can be blessed by God? And he says, in the land in which you go to possess. But, everybody say but. If your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away, that goes back to James, and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today, you shall surely, what? Perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he says, as a good, good God, choose life. Choose life. Tonight I tell you, choose life. Pastor, I have been. Keep doing it. I've been doing it for 30 years. Don't stop. It doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you finish. And the truth is, my friend who tonight has parted hell wide open with his sin could have been saved. And, and maybe he called on the name. I hope he did. Maybe as he was having that heart attack, he thought back to me. I don't know who else has preached in his life, but I have. What, what a miracle it would be that that man who deserved to split hell wide open as he was dying called out to Jesus and said, Jesus, I'm sorry. And how many know we serve a God that if he would have called out to him, he'd be in heaven tonight. He looked like hell warmed over before he died and he could be in white robes tonight. That's the mercy and that's the grace of God.
I don't, I don't think that's where he is, even though I have hope. I always have hope for everybody. But the truth is, he chose his, he chose his path, just like I chose mine. And I'm going to keep choosing it so that I can live and my descendants can live and my grandparents, grandkids can live and their kids can live. And when you make that choice to follow Jesus, your kids are coming from behind and they're following that same path. And at some point in their life, they're going to make the choice for themselves. But listen, a lot of it's going to have to do with what they, what they saw you do. And then it's on them, though, because all we can do is raise our kids in the way they should go. And trust that promise that says when they're old, they won't depart from it. So tonight, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that hopefully tonight you're touching somebody watching this podcast, this live stream, listening to this podcast, sitting in this congregation that has excuses for a full-time job. And they need to stop making excuses. They need to stop playing around with sin. Lord, I pray constantly and frequently for many people that I know came to this church and I don't see today that I know are in danger of hellfire. And I pray you rescue their soul tonight. I pray you put something in their heart to quicken their spirits to turn back because the devil's playing for keeps and he's not playing games and he's not messing around and he's not joking. The wages of sin is death. But thank God, the gift of God is eternal life. And tonight, Lord, I choose life. Tomorrow, I'm going to choose life. Friday, I'm going to choose life. Every day I'm going to wake up and, and, the, and the devil might be standing right in front of me, tempting me to throw in the towel, tempting me to go to the left or to the right, and I'm going to keep going straight right towards the cross. And I'm going to choose life every day until I get called home, until you come get us in the rapture, until I've made heaven my home. I'm going to choose life until I'm in eternal life. And I pray that every single person in this place is going to do the same exact thing. All across this congregation, before we open up these altars, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and those watching on the live stream, listening on the podcast, you might be driving home tonight, and tonight might be your night to pass into eternity. My friend did not know on Christmas Day that his soul was going to be required of him. Nobody knows what tomorrow holds. Are you ready? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins? Oh, if we could go back. Oh, if we could go back. People tonight in hell. I'll tell you what, another one, one of the worst things in hell is going to be. I guarantee you their memory is going to be good. I guarantee you God's going to leave them that sense. The memories. Maybe my friend tonight is thinking back to my wedding. Being in my wedding, being around a godly man and a godly woman in a godly church. 
And he could have chose the path I took. He could have had the life I had. Thinking back, man, I wish I would have followed in the steps of my friend. I wouldn't have to be here tonight. But you know what? You're still alive. We're still alive. We still have that choice. As long as there's breath in our lungs, there's hope. For that friend of yours and that loved one and that child and that grandma and that, that neighbor, that coworker, as long as we have breath, there's hope. Don't stop hoping. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. But church, sometimes we need to hit some people between the eyes and say, wake up. Quit messing around with sin. Quit messing around with the things of darkness because you're going you're gonna to lose. Because Satan plays for keeps. Teenagers, don't waste the year, these years of your life trying things that your parents have told you. Don't touch. Just listen. Be wise. Be smart. Save yourself the hell on earth. Save yourself the pain. Save yourself the suffering. You that have gone through hell, don't go back to it. God has liberated you from it. How many in this place tonight? You need Jesus to be Lord of your life. Just lift up your hand. You need Jesus to take control. Take over. Be really the Lord and master of your life. How many watching right now on this live stream? I love you enough to tell you the truth. I hope that you weren't too busy to watch this, even if it's recorded. As I'm speaking to the camera, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. And God is telling you, and you're thinking, is he speaking to somebody else? No, I'm speaking to you. Get back in church. Quit making your job and your hobbies and things of life more important. Show God you love him by getting to his house. Because if you don't, destruction is around the corner. Hell is around the corner. That's my job. And James, in that same book, he says near the end of that chapter and going into two, he says that we can, we can literally grab people from the flames of fire and pull them out. That's what I want to do tonight. I want to pull people from the flames of fire. And there's no doubt that there's people who call this their home tonight. They're in danger of hellfire. I don't want to do your funeral and have to lie. I won't lie. But I have to figure out something to say good about your life. I thank God they didn't ask me to do my friend's funeral. I do. I'm thankful. Tonight as we stand in this place, stay in this spirit of reverence, we're going to say a prayer with those watching. I hope you backslider tonight or you running from the Lord or you that's at home and you love the Lord but you're not here because you couldn't be here. This quickens your heart. I hope you that are here tonight take heed to what I'm preaching to you. That, that the devil's not playing games. He plays for keeps. I, I need a constant reminder in my life that the wages of my sin is death. Because I'm smart enough to not want to go to hell. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go near there. So I understand if I, don't, if I don't take my sin serious, that's exactly where the devil wants me to end up. And I can end up there just like anybody else. Any one of us in here today can end up there just like anybody else. We can backslide. We can go back to our old ways. We can end up 
in hell. I don't say that to scare you. I say it because it's a reality. Because it happens all the time. Stay in love with Jesus. Stay motivated by the fact that the wages of my sin is death. And if I don't control my sin, I will die in my sin. You ex-alcoholic, that getting drunk again is just right around the corner waiting for you. You ex-drug addict, that drug's just sitting there waiting for you to snort it up. You person that was addicted to pornography, that picture's just right there waiting, just right there waiting for you to look at it and get caught again. Whatever it is, you that is an angry, violent, mean person, and you got saved from that and God's delivered you, that, that violent act is just right outside the door waiting to trample on you and take your life because the devil plays for keeps. But church, we've got a God who's greater. But you got to call on him. You got to make him Lord. You got to understand, church, that the days we're living in right now, the Bible calls perilous times. Every day we get closer to the return of Christ, there's more apostasy. There's more falling away. There's more backsliding. There's greater danger. These, are, these need to be the best days of our lives. But don't, don't, don't misunderstand. Hell's just right around the corner if you choose to go there. Amen? Let's say this prayer tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy that I'm even alive tonight to say a prayer because you don't owe me anything. But you're such a good God that you've placed before me tonight life and death, heaven and hell, blessings and cursings. And you let me choose. Jesus, I choose life. I choose blessings. I choose eternity with you. I believe with all my heart, Jesus Christ is Lord. And you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose from the dead to conquer death and hell and the grave. Jesus you're the resurrection and the life, and I believe in you tonight. Thank you for saving me. Help me every day to choose life, to do the right thing, and please you so heaven will be my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.